970 presents Eye on Real Estate. This is your premier source for real estate information. From the hot properties in the tri-state to the latest in real estate market trends. From mortgage news to answers to all of your real estate questions, you'll be in the know with help from the experts. Call now, 866-970-9622. 866-970-9622. Now, here's your host for Eye on Real Estate, Douglas Elements Vice Chair, Dottie Herman. Only show on talk radio that is all about real estate and all the millions of things that have to do with real estate. Um, and real estate, pretty much across the country, is going bonkers. So, we're going to talk a lot about this on the show today. Since so many of you are moving, we're going to talk about gee, why are people moving all over? Um, is it because of the pandemic or what's motivating them? There's many reasons we're going to explore that and some of the things that buyers and sellers should know uh, because really it is probably the hottest market I've ever seen. And I've been in the business a long time. Uh, I'm happy to, um, I don't really have to introduce ACE. I mean, ACE has been for ages, but uh, Senior Vice President of Citizens Bank, ACE by Supar, um, and ACE obviously since the market in uh, Real estate is going bonkers. I'm sure you're going bonkers with mortgages. I'm going uh, bonkers, Daddy. Good morning. Good morning, Daddy. Good morning, Stephen. Yeah. So we're going to talk about, a little about that and the differences and what you need to know because we're in such a competitive market now. Uh, we're going to talk a little about how to, when people are accepting offers, because many cases there's more than one offer. And... Uh, to get your offer to win and be the bid that gets taken by the seller, uh, you have to be really prepared. And it's, you know, everyone thinks it's only the price and it's not. A lot of it has to do with terms and financing. So we're going to talk about that uh, and what you can do, uh, which Ace probably has told you many times, what you can do to Make sure that the seller picks your offer. You need to have secure financing in place already. So we'll talk a little about that too. Because um, rates are so low. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Uh, and I want to also, uh, we're here with real estate attorney Stephen Ebert, who specializes in real estate law, both residential and commercial, and is a partner at Kasson & Kasson LLP. Kasson & Kasson is has offices in Manhattan, Westchester, Dallas, Phoenix. So he'll add in what he's hearing from all his clients and uh, all the legal things that you need to know. And thanks for joining us today, Stephen Ace. Um, of course. Good morning. Good morning, Daddy. Good morning, Ace. And good morning, Stephen. Uh, yeah, I agree with you both. There, there's there's a lot of uh, wonderful things and interesting things going in the market, and a lot a lot of opportunities for those involved. And that's for sure. Um, so we're going to talk about, uh, I'm going to give you a quick, um, a quick view of uh, Jonathan Miller's market reports. And um, Steve is going to talk about the new federal guidelines on evictions that just came out. So we want to be on top of that. We're going to talk a lot, a lot about buying and selling. And of course, you know, we cover a lot of residential. We don't want to forget commercials. So today at 11, we will be joined by Lois Weiss, and Lois is a commercial real estate columnist. 
um, at the New York Post, The Real Deal, The Commercial Observer. She's all over the place. And when anyone thinks on someone reporting on commercial real estate, it's Lois. So we'll make sure you're really updated on the commercial side of things also. Um, and with that, let me just give you a quick summary of, of the element reports. Okay, um, the New York sign contracts. And remember, I always tell you, sign contracts are different than closed contracts. Sign contracts means buyers and sellers have agreed and have gone to contract. The contract is signed, but they still have to wait for the bank's approval if, if there's a mortgage involved and some of the terms. So it's usually about two or three months of a lag time. So with the con signed contracts, that's a much a closer to the daytime. So we're gonna give you the date that they actually signed the contract, which is uh, much better as, and, 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 and more closer to real time, uh, because otherwise you're talking usually a lag in three months. So in Manhattan, the signed contract volume for all three property types combined more than double from the prior year period and have exceeded year ago levels for the eighth straight month in a row. Uh, the newly, not, newly signed contract for all property types was also higher than the level seen in 219 while new listings were lower. So what does that say? That says it is really uh, a seller's market because listings are scarce in Manhattan and there's more buyers than there's, there's not a lot of listings are really starting to become scarcer. And remember, Manhattan was hit very hard, so there's still some opportunities there, but if you're looking at Manhattan, I really would wait too much longer if you want to get a good price, because there's not many times you get uh, good prices and, and things are, you can get discounts. Uh, Brooklyn, obviously, um, same thing, they increased significantly from prior year to year and the same period of two years. And since last summer, the rapid growth of newly signed contracts has consistently pulled new listings into the market uh, until currently this month, which is the first uh, little decline we've had in about eight months. But let me say something about real estate. Although the normal seasonality charts that they had years ago when people buy and sell are kind of really a thing of the past, people buy at all times now. Uh, the summer, for you know, some of the boroughs is usually a little bit slower because people are away, their kids are at camps, maybe um, they have a second home, they're there. Uh, now with, see, with the COVID, it might've thrown it off a little, people could travel as much, but usually for the, the Manhattan areas and, and primary residents is the summer um, and even, even, the, um, even the outskirts, the summer is usually a little bit slower because people, usually want to get their kids in school. So they go to contract and close before the uh, summer. They want to be in place then. Uh, so you will see if the uh, pandemic has changed that a little bit, um, but things are busy uh, as, as always, but busier than I've seen for so long. And Long Island, the signed contracts for single family and condos combined fell year over year for the first time since June, but but very little and newly signed contracts for all types were slightly below the levels of the same period in 2019. Now, if you don't really hear that clearly, it sounds like, oh my God, what's happening? 
Um, but to, but it, it's a very formidable market and it heated up so much during the pandemic when people were trying to leave the city and then they were buying things that a little drop doesn't really mean much because the market was overheated. The Hamptons, the same thing. It's busy, contracts are signed. But in the summer, it slows down a bit because the renters who have rented have moved in already. And if you haven't moved into a property in the Hamptons and you're going to get in like in uh, August, you've missed the whole season. So the busiest season for a second home market is usually after the season is over. So you're going to find that they um, were busy but we will really be busy in the Hamptons probably right after September uh, when the renters are out and people are looking at, you know, gee, you know, now I have to carry the income and the fuel and the oil. So that's a good time to really look. If you're looking for a second home in September, when, when, when everyone's out and the kids went back to school and people went back to their primary residences. Uh, but again, as I said, it's uh, booming. I don't want to go on and on and on, but it looks as the same. Uh, the North Fork, which is the north side of um, the end of Long Island, um, it's kind of been steady. Uh, it's been a little bit off its normal path for this summer. But again, the North Fork also, for many, is a second home market, and it's hard to get into properties during uh, periods when they're rental. So that's kind of just normal. Westchester, newly signed contracts for property types were higher than seen in the same period in 2019. So I'm trying to go back to right before the pandemic because during the pandemic, you know, it was hard to see anything. You couldn't show properties. People didn't let you in. So it's, it would be an unfair analysis to uh, compare anything to the year we just had. So I'm going back to before the pandemic. Um, in the Fairfield County in Connecticut, uh, contracts, uh, newly signed contracts would double the levels seen in the same period of 2019. And in 2019, uh, when everything else was really moving, Fairfield was kind of just, you know, moving along. And now again, it's uh, crazy on fire. Greenwich newly signed contracts for single families increased for the 13th consecutive month while condos fell a bit for the same period. But in all residential, you know, single family homes and condos are roughly about double of the levels we've seen the same period of 2019. And I think I'll add one more report. I mean, we do, and you can go on the Douglas Ellen site and find it anywhere. Um, we do reports all over the country, you know, but um, I know a lot of our listeners are either thinking of retiring or moving to Florida or have uh, an interest or have a rent or want to rent in the months that we're cold here. So uh, in, in Palm Beach, again, is off the wall. And I kind of keep up with those prices because I, I rented a place in Palm Beach uh, for a couple of weeks for a long time now. And I'm looking at stuff that I knew the prices of from our Palm Beach office last year and the same kind of properties are I like they're like up so much money. I mean, like 
Actually, if you could have bought during the pandemic, probably was the best time to buy. Uh, Broward County rose year over year for the 17th straight month. Uh, Miami, new, new contracts rose year over year for the sixth consecutive month. And um, what else do you want to know? Hillsborough County, new contracts for single family and condos compared to the prior year was negative. It was the only place that I found that was a little bit negative. But when they say negative, that could be like uh, 10 houses and they would say it's negative. So when you look at reports and you look at numbers, you really have to just kind of study them, read them, and not just quickly glimpse at them because you have to look at what they're, where they're comparing, what they're comparing to. A lot of times I'll see a number for a week and well, let's say things are really up and you're looking at one week's number or things have declined and it's a week. Um, so, you know, you really have to kind of look at what they're comparing it to and all the details of the report to really get a good feel. So today we're going to talk, since so many of you are buying and renting and selling and moving around because uh, we're going to talk about what motivates people, to, what's motivating people. And then we're going to talk a little about um, how to make an offer and get it accepted if you're a buyer. And if you're a seller, should you accept the higher offer? At first glance, you might say, well, why wouldn't I? But not always. So we're going to talk a little more about that and some of the things of looking. And I have a lot of questions from, you know, I think of hundreds of questions of some that you've brought into me that I'll try to get some of them done because I'm behind in answering them. But before I do that, Steve, you have uh, some new information. Uh, Steven, I know you prefer Steven. Um, new information about the, um, the eviction process and what, the, what you know, they, they, I think they've extended. You want to give us, because that's really current and people should know this. Absolutely. Yeah, thank, thank, thank you, Dottie. So, yeah, so effective August 3rd, so just a couple of days ago uh, this week, the CDC, the Centers for Disease Control, um, issued an order um, that's going to last for 60 days. Now, keep in mind, different jurisdictions, some states, some municipalities, some counties may have their own rules, and this works with whatever those rules um, are. So it doesn't supersede it per se. But what it is, it's another extension of the eviction moratorium um, for 60 days. And I just want to point this out for our listeners. First of all, it only covers counties that, that are considered to have a current high rate of transmission of the COVID-19. Now, if you go to the CDC website, you'll see a, a map of the country and you can see which counties have that red high zone, which unfortunately is a good amount of, of the counties. Um, it's approximately 70% of all counties in America. Um, and it includes for our listeners, all of uh, New York City, Westchester. Um, and so, so, you know, if you wanna take a look at the map to see if your county is there. Now, if your county is there, then as a tenant, if your income is below approximately 99,000 individually or 198,000 for a couple, and you have had a substantial impact on your income, then you cannot, the concern is that homelessness because of through eviction might lead to crowding and transmission of COVID-19 
that there is a temporary pause on any evictions. Now, that doesn't mean you're entitled to not pay rent. You will owe that rent to your landlord. And also, you do need to sign a sworn declaration, which, if false, would be perjury. So basically, what we're seeing here is a 60-day pause on any evictions for people that have had um, a major impact on their income, job loss, et cetera, um, to give them more time to get settled for in those counties with a high rate of COVID, which, again, is approximately 70% of all counties at the moment. Now, the other thing is, the way the rule works is, what if your county gets taken off that high transmission list? Then there's a 14-day a period where you're still covered after it's taken off high transmission. So this is a lot in the news. Also, it looks like there'll probably be some litigation against the CDC because this is really a bit extraordinary. There was a case earlier this year, and it's only decided 5-4 if the CDC had this power. But that case, um, the Supreme Court um, let it go because they said the CDC was lifting the moratorium within about two weeks of the case. Um, so it's very, very interesting. Um, there are groups uh, of property owners who are looking to litigate, litigate against the CDC because this was passed really by the head of the CDC as an administrative role. This was not passed by the Congress. It was not a presidential executive order. It was passed by the CDC. Um, so, you know, it's a really interesting um, situation of emergency powers. So Stephen, like, so that our listeners hear correctly now, and I, you know, I, I, well, you know, I think that, you know, in time of a crisis and certainly the pandemic uh, was definitely a crisis that none of us could have even uh, thought about or even imagined. And I think initially all of us thought it was going to be, well, okay, we'll be shut down for a month or three weeks and uh, lasted a lot longer. Hopefully this new sector is uh, hopefully won't be here as long as uh, last or might be a bit milder. If you look at the death rates, they're not anywhere near what they were um, when we were in the midst of this. But basically, so I think, you know, it was the right thing to help people who lost their jobs or not, or didn't lose their jobs, but couldn't work because we were shut down. Uh, so, but, but if someone has like a legitimate reason um, you know, they lost their job or something uh, that's really legitimate because I believe, and correct me, Stephen, if I'm wrong, I believe initially when COVID started, they didn't check somebody's income or you had to call up and say, like, I'm not working because I lost my job or the company's closed. We closed. You could have had a million dollars in the bank and they had no time to check. They just gave you relief. Is that correct? Am I correct on that? Sure. So... Yes, with a, with a caveat. You're substantively correct. The key thing I just want to make sure that our listeners are clear on, there's different jurisdictions. So you're absolutely right that that was the state of affairs, but that legislation came from the local landlord-tenant courts and state and local courts, not the federal agency. So you're absolutely substantive right. That's what was going on. What makes this a little bit uh, unique is you have the CDC getting involved with property rights, which which is the first in U.S. history in this way. Okay, so I, you know, we have a break coming up.
cancer. I worry about everything, of course. But instead of worrying, go see my friends at Trinitas for a screening. If you're between 50 and 80 years old and have a 20-pack year smoking history, you know, like uh, if you've been smoking like that, or even if you've quit in the past 15 years, listen to me, please. It's no joke. It's time for a lung screening. Give them a call. Make an appointment right now at 908-994-5984. It's 908-994-5984. It's low-dose, painless, non-invasive, fast and easy, and only takes 30 seconds at Trinitas to have a screening, and it could save your life. Finding out if you have lung cancer while it's still curable makes all the difference. If you catch it in time, you can beat it. Screenings are covered by most insurance. Do it for your family. Do it for yourself. Just do it. You can count on Trinitas to take care of you. 908-994-5984. Make an appointment. It's 908-994-5984. Hey, I'm Andy. If you don't know me, it's probably because I'm not famous. But I did start a men's grooming company called Harry's. The idea for Harry's came out of a frustrating experience I had buying razor blades. Most brands were overpriced, overdesigned, and out of touch. At Harry's, our approach is simple. Here's our secret. We make sharp, durable blades and sell them at honest prices for as low as $2 each. We care about quality so much that we do some crazy things, like buy a world-class German blade factory. Obsessing over every detail means we're confident in offering a 100% quality guarantee. Millions of guys have already made the switch to Harry's, so thank you if you're one of them. And if you're not, we hope you give us a try with this special offer. Get a Harry starter set with a five-blade razor, weighted handle, shave gel, and a travel cover. All for just three bucks, plus free shipping. Just go to harrys.com and enter 3388 at checkout. That's harrys.com, code 3388. Enjoy! Hey, it's Joe Piscopo. My friends over at Route 22 Toyota want me to remind you that if you're tired of dealing with dummies, get over to the -the state-of-the-art service facility in Hillside, New Jersey, please. Alex Kinsella has the entire team staying safe, wearing masks, socially distancing, fogging vehicles with every single service to make sure they're disinfected. At Route 22 Toyota, they always get it right. They're doing their part to stay safe. Plus, right now, Route 22 Toyota is offering qualified buyers more reasons than ever to get into a new Toyota, like 0% APR financing up to five years and zero down leases on some of your favorite Toyota models. Call 855-621-9949 for details and make sure to tell them Joe sent you. 855-621-9949 to schedule a test drive and Route 22 Toyota will get you driving a new Toyota with 0% interest or zero down leases. Now that is the smart way to buy. Route 22 Toyota, Route 22 West in Hillside, New Jersey or at Route 22 Toyota. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. Balance of nature is fruits and vegetables in a capsule. Changing the world one life at a time. I think this stuff works. I don't seem to have the highs and the lows. You know how sometimes you get real slow and low during the day? And I'm a type A guy, so I go a lot. And I'm more alert, and it seems like I don't seem to feel famished. And it's not very expensive. And the idea of having that freeze-dried or that nutrient in that capsule, and who's going to eat all those vegetables? You know, most of us don't eat right anyway. So whatever the science behind this, I think now the nature is a great idea. And I'm going to probably stay with it until I drop. Get a wide variety of all your daily recommended servings of whole fruits and vegetables without having to leave your home. 
Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-246-8751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code the answer. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elliman's Vice Chair, Dottie Herman. Hi. We're back. We were in the middle before we had our break. I'm just giving you an update on the uh, latest Center for Disease Control rules. And again, it's changes by area. But uh, as I said before, I just want everyone to know this the it, it was the right thing to do when people were forced out of work uh or we, their businesses were shut down and they couldn't work and so obviously some of them they didn't have income um but i don't believe and i think uh Stephen just confirmed this you didn't they didn't have time to really check out you could have had a million dollars on the bank and your place was closed down and you lost your job and you would have still been entitled uh to not pay rent, right? Yes, yeah, so, correct. Okay. Yes, yeah, so, so that yes, yeah, so but but I guess I want to point out one thing. There's different rules. Some of those rules were eviction moratoriums by state and localities. So that's very different than the CDC. So, for example, in New York, they closed down the landlord-tenant courts. Then it had nothing to do with the federal government. What this rule is, which makes it a little bit different, is that the CDC said due to the concern about the high transmission with Delta and possibly uh, Lambda variants, we're going to take a 60-day timeout in high transmission areas only where they determine which county's high transmission, which Got right it. now they're saying is about 70% of the counties in the country. That's not population, that's just by number of counties. And they can change that list. And there's a map if you go to the CDC website. And again, this is only till October 3rd, at least for now. And it just says that if someone showed that they had a real impact um, financially, there is a 60-day pause on any eviction um, for those folks. Now, any state or localities could have their own separate rules that could be even stricter than that. But I'm talking about just the CDC rule. And what made it very unique is that this is the first time the CDC has gotten involved with you know, property rights. And that's one of the real interesting angles because you've had now right. a federal agency get involved with it's normally state and local. Right. But to our, 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 a lot of our tri-state, I don't want to confuse people because I think um, maybe a couple of shows back, I might've said for New York state, there's a fund, I believe because that was a couple of weeks I talked about it, but I had read that it was available for those people who still couldn't pay their rent and haven't paid their rent. And there's people who have not paid their rent for this whole pandemic, okay? Um, I have a friend who had to just pay somebody, um, I think it was $10,000 to get out, okay? Because a woman wouldn't get out and she couldn't evict them. And this was in New York State. So as Stephen said, everything is different by the states. But I believe there is a fund. Um, I will go back because I think I discussed it a couple of weeks ago for New York State that if you really show um, need, in other words, if you're legit, you don't have money in the bank, you really don't have anything, you, you have absolutely no way of affording your rent. I believe, and I'll, I'll double check, but I believe that in New York State, at least you can 
the landlord can start an eviction procedure, but he has to supply you with the paperwork that allows you to apply for aid from New York State. And I believe they have a special fund set up for people who really have no way of paying the rent. They don't have, uh, you know, they're, they're, and they will check it uh, where they will pay the rent. And I'm not sure how long this will last. Well, they will pay the rent to the landlord directly. In other words, you won't get the money, um, but the landlord will get the money. But there's some conditions for the landlord. And I think maybe for next week, well, I'll just double check it again because with so many, and I, I hear your point, Stephen, that this is something that was not statewide and which is unusual, but then it can confuse people when you're talking different states and, and around the country. So I think, you know, we'll keep you updated. And I will, for next week, make sure I have the exact thing for the, you know, uh, the tri-state area, which is, you know, New York, Connecticut, New Jersey, because I guess they're different. But in any event, uh, you know, I think that there, there was two sides and we'll talk to Lois um, in the second uh, half of uh, our show, a little bit more about commercial, because I think the, the landlords, and as I said, you know, obviously the landlords, you know, were sympathetic to everyone, uh, but they have to pay bills too. And, you know, so, you know, they, there's only so much they can do or they'll go out of business or they'll lose everything. So I think that they're trying to really come up with something that's a little fair because I think it was all one way. Uh, we had many landlords that said, you know, I'm not rich. I have bills and I still have to pay. And Stephen, I'm just on that alone. Um, what, you know, as far as landlords, what should they, if you're a landlord of a small, you know, maybe small uh, or rental property or things like that, what should landlords know necessarily? Where should they look or what should they know about evictions? Sure. So two, I'd say there's two critical points that I just want to mention. One, the CDC guideline covers residential only. So it does not cover commercial. So that, that has, so that's one thing. Uh, to point out there. The second thing to point out there, the law does not distinguish between small landlords and big landlords, right? The concern where it's out there is homelessness. It is transmission of COVID due to loss of, um, you know, loss of home and moving people around. So that's where it's focused in on. So there's no sort of difference in if you're a small landlord or a large landlord. Um, And then the third thing is, make sure you talk to somebody who is regularly doing landlord tenant work. Um, I would say it's a double specialty, right? You have a crowd of attorneys who do real estate. And then within that, you have a subset who do landlord tenant work. The rules keep on changing very, very much. And there is for the first time, really, you have to look at federal rules and normally you wouldn't have to do that. So you really need to have a federal state and local analysis when deciding what rights you have as a landlord when it comes to an eviction. The last point I want to mention, all these programs are deferral programs. There is no program out there that says the landlord's not entitled to be paid. What it is is it's limiting the landlord's remedies temporarily, eventually. And I put this out there to all tenants. If you say, oh, the landlord can't do anything to now because they can't bring a case. There's a temporary moratorium, a pause. One day there will be a day of reckoning. So I, I do warn everyone, this is an emergency assistance. This is not a free rent rule. 
That's so, so important. That, that is so important, Steve. I, I really just want everyone to hear that again. This, I mean, and we've always said, I've always said, if you can pay the rent, pay it. If you can pay, you know, the mortgage, pay it. Now, on the mortgage end of the day, uh, what's that like as far as uh, revenues? If you are, are that, you know, is there, what are the kind of rules that with the bank that you would recommend when, when you're, uh, you know, with this COVID now? I mean, right now, you still have the ability to furlough. Um, but like, but like what we're discussing here on the show for landlords on their mortgage, there hasn't really been anything that's come out uh, for them, right? On the, um, on the residential side, besides the fact that they can furlough their payments, but they still have to pay that back, Dottie, right? So furlough is, is a payment that you can actually delay and um, put off to, to a later date, but you still have to pay that back. So um, there's, there's still a lot of discussions in regards to what we can do for folks that are challenged financially through, um, due to the pandemic, but it's one of those things that we're continuing to discuss to see what we can do further. Right, and so, yeah, yeah, but that's the point that, you know, is um, really important. And again, um, I must tell you that, first of all, again, I can't say thank you enough to Citizens Bank. Um, who sponsors our show and uh, they really do help you, at least you should find out because again, banks and citizens particularly, and again, I have my mortgages with them. I have to call you for a refinance again. Um, yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, this is probably the third time I'm doing it, but um, it's proved, you know, I'm one of those people that should have done it a little bit long, you know, maybe a month or two ago, but I'm going to get it done the next week with Ace. Uh, so you should just call and check. And as Ace said, and I'll tell you, the Citizens Bank works with people and wants you to keep your house. They don't want your house back. Okay. So I, I think Ace has told you throughout the show, throughout the years, if there's a problem in paying your mortgages, um, call your lender and say, look, you know, whatever that case is. And um, I would think, you know, I can't make a rule for every single person that calls, but I would think, and I, I know it's this, if it's, they will try to work with you, uh, you know, to help you get through that period. Um, they are very human. They want to talk to you. They don't want anyone to have to get thrown out and evicted if they don't have to. So you should call them and, and work with them. And I think they should always say, don't let them call on you. Call Correct. Call them. And, and you know, we built a customer service hotline too, Dottie. So for folks that want to call in and just, just, just discuss your situation, um, there's a dedicated line just for folks struggling with mortgage payments. So. Perfect. So you will. Yeah, Dottie. And, and maybe after the show, you can actually say for our New York and New Jersey listeners, uh, we just acquired HSBC and Investors Bank. So that means 150 uh, bank branches now in our area. So it's uh, big, big news, Tati. That's huge. That's huge. That's why huge. Why did you do that? Why you yeah, that yeah, yeah, why, why yeah. Why don't you do a break? I mean, I, I can't tell if we have a break. Okay, but I think you should do that. And oh, okay. I think Ace and Ace has a big announcement, and we were talking. I thought that was a break, but the huge announcement. Uh, 
with citizens. They say that in life, expect the unexpected. No one goes into marriage anticipating divorce. But when you need help navigating the rough waters, Helfand & Associates understands that every family situation is unique. Tanya Helfand is a certified matrimonial attorney in New York and New Jersey with 29 years of experience. Tanya's expertise includes family law, which entails custody, alimony, and child support, as well as complex financial cases and much more. Helfand & Associates represents both men and women in family law matters and settles 99% of cases, but is prepared to go to trial and fight for the client. Call 973-428-0800 to schedule a free consultation or email tanyahelfand.com. Divorce is not the end of the family. It's the beginning of a new, hopefully happier life. Be sure to tune in Sunday evenings at 5 for Should I Stay or Should I Go? with Tanya Helfand of Helfand & Associates, only on AM 970, The Answer. Your business is ready for a reboot, a recharge. The way our companies operate has changed. Adapting to the changes hasn't been easy, but never more important to succeed. Many of the digital resources available have helped overcome obstacles your business is facing, but are you using the full potential of every one of them? That's where Salem Surround can help. Your business needs to use digital tools more than ever to stay in touch with customers, making buying decisions right now and for the future. Will they consider or even know about you? The marketing team at Salem Surround gives you the tools needed to stand out and be visible to current and potential customers online right now looking for what you do. We'll design a plan that targets and surrounds customers with proven marketing strategies. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your marketing plan and see how we can help place your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more at surroundnewyork.com. Surroundnewyork.com. Connecting you with new customers. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation helps us keep our commitment to never forget. This year, the foundation is honoring Gold Star and Fallen First Responder families with young children and catastrophically injured veterans and first responders with 200 mortgage-free homes. Chairman and CEO Frank Siller is paying tribute to the fallen by walking from the Pentagon to Shanksville and on to Ground Zero. More than 500 miles through six states in 42 days the month of August through 9-11. Tower of Light are to shine at the Pentagon and Shanksville Memorials in remembrance. The names of those we lost to 9-11 related illnesses are being read aloud at a ceremony on September 12th. And on Veterans Day, the names of all we lost in the war on terror will also be said out loud. Do good and help America to never forget. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number 2, T.org. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. The United States has killed Osama bin Laden. Hours after that announcement, the White House leaked that it was SEAL Team 6 that carried out the operation. Al-Qaeda placed bounties on the heads of all Navy SEALs. Then just three months later, a U.S. Army helicopter carrying many from SEAL Team 6 and others. Anybody out there, we have a fallen angel, a fallen angel, roger Fallen Angel, Extortion 17. The story most Americans don't know. Watch exclusively at SalemNow.com. It's I on Real Estate. Got a question? Call 866-970-9622. Here's Douglas Elliman's Vice Chair, Dottie Herman. 
we're back and uh, we were in the midst of uh until we had a break just talking about uh citizens bank and again i want to thank them for sponsoring us but also uh we have, they have very exciting news so ace you want to give us those excited that exciting news yeah and you know we were talking discussing it uh, about it right before the break Dottie. so just recently uh citizens bank we've acquired hsbc and investors bank within the last 30 days so for those listeners that have always asked ace where can we find a citizens bank branch uh well now you you have it we're going to have over 110 bank branches all across new york and the new jersey area so um stay tuned um it should be pretty much day one goes live february 18th uh for hsbc and then investors bank a little bit later um, in the year for next year. So exciting, exciting news for all of us that, here. And that is uh, so can, exciting. Yeah, very and exciting, Dottie. Again, well, Ace will keep you posted on how, you know, on locations and we'll get that up to you as they open, where Definitely. they are, uh, because that is huge. And Ace, God, I've uh, followed your career. <laughs> oh God, and it's been, well, I mean, it's been like, I mean, Ace really, took it to the top. I mean, and he really started and worked hard and diligently. And um, someday when we get into just telling you just funny stories or things that happened to <laughs> us, which I, I really like to do because, you know, sometimes people say, oh, you know, look at that person they did, they're on the top. They don't realize some of the things that they had to go through. And Ace and I have been together a long time and I can, one day we'll just tell you some of the stories, the good and bad that really, where a lot of people would have said the heck with it. Uh, we both stuck in there and Definitely. I'm not even sure how we did it, but we always did it. So uh, keep that in mind. You know, I always say to people, you know, when you look at successful people, you sometimes look at them where they are and you don't look at what they went through to get there and all the times that they were knocked down, um, that they had obstacles, that they were rejected. Um, and because nobody gets anywhere without that happen. I've never heard of a person really that just never has a rejection, never has anything go wrong in their, their career or their family life. So it's really, life is about ups and downs, really, you know, highs and lows. And uh, it's how you navigate through them. And so when, you know, when you're feeling kind of sometimes, you know, a little down and you feel like, hey, you know what? Everything's gone wrong for me. Just know that they, everyone has those ups and downs. It's how you navigate them. And then it's always good to have somebody in your corner that's positive. And, you know, some of us have a lot of um, positive people around. Some of us don't. But I really suggest that people spend time with people that are positive um, because that's always good. Or somebody that you can really feel talk to because there's always a solution other than God knows if it's your health. Okay. If we're healthy and we're alive and we have family and friends, and that's the, really the most important thing. I don't, I don't want to preach on that, but I, I, I told you that this year Americans moved for many reasons. And there's this year is a, a crazy year, busy all over the country. And of course the health crisis has reshaped our lifestyles and our needs. Spending so much more time in our current homes has driven many people to reconsider what home ownership means 
and what they find most valuable in their living spaces. So for the customers that were polled and cited, COVID-19 did have a, an influence as their move in 2020. And the top reasons that uh, were, they were asked um, is, is personal and family health and well-being was one reason. People wanted to feel uh, safe, they wanted well-being. 60% of people said that's kind of what they first looked at. Um, the next highest amount of people that moved said they moved to be closer to their families. Uh, 15, I think something like 59% uh, want to be closer to their family. Uh, another big reason for moving was cha changes in employment or status or work arrangements, including the ability to work remotely. So people that have found more freedom, you don't have to be in the office every day, you can live further from the office. Um, I don't know how long that's going to last, but um, I do, just my personal opinion, think that flexible working you know, conditions and, and, and flexible working for employees is something that was a trend that I saw happening well before the pandemic. The millennials really who I would say rule the market now, they're the lar largest buying population. Um, uh, that's the largest demographic for real estate right now. Uh, they always value family time and they wanted to spend time with their family and quality of their lifestyles and this and that. And uh, the big boomers kind of worked, worked, they cared about their families, but they worked 24 hours a day. And it was just a very different headset. So when you're looking at, trends and you're looking at what's shaping them the millennials are shaping them and so uh they believe in home ownership and again i uh remember talking to ace on the show when we had the i think the 2007 2008 financial crisis and the front covers of many magazines said millennials will never buy because they saw their parents lose money in home ownership but they will never buy and obviously that's an opinion, not a fact, and that never happened. And we said, I know, I've said, the American dream is the American dream and home ownership has been the American dream, uh, at least since I'm around, uh, and, and still is. And the pandemic just expedited that, you know, it made it even stronger. So if you try to convert your guest room or your dining room into a home office with minimal success, they wanted, you know, a lot of them had now home offices because they were working remote, so they needed more room. Another reason they moved is staying healthy, okay? And they, they you know, they wanted to find a place to put home fitness equipment because again, the gyms weren't open. Uh, personal trainers, they're, you know, they wanted outdoor space. Now, did they always want outdoor space? Yes, uh, but maybe it wasn't as important. It became more important in the pandemic because obviously you could get out and you know people were locked down. It was nice to have your kids be able to play someplace. Will that trend last after the pandemic? No one knows for sure. My opinion is yes, but that's my opinion. And so remember when you're reading things, you're listening to a lot of different news stations, and I do. And sometimes I think I'm listening to different complete, you know, they'll take a story in three stations report it differently. Remember, a lot of this is opinion. And so opinions are opinions and, you know, based on trends. But my opinion, 
And what I see is real estate's gonna be still primary. Uh, people want it, they want it more than ever. And the pandemic, it is even more of the American dream. So I still see it. Okay, they want outdoor space, they like outdoor kitchens. Uh, and of course, the low mortgage rates. What are the rates now? Dottie, you wouldn't even believe rates are still below 3%. And we've been talking about rates going up for years now. So um, if you're a listener and you haven't at least inquired, I would say, go ahead, inquire, call us on the show, actually. And um, you'll find out that a 30-year fixed rate, you can actually get as low as 2.875, 2.75. So Dottie, you know how you were saying you didn't refinance two months ago, but you're looking to refinance now? Well, rates have just come down. So oh. you actually have perfect timing, Dottie. It's, it's, oh. it's the lowest well, it's ever been, you know, with the, with the whole variant, uh, the Delta variant now lurking around. So, um, you know, folks are getting nervous. Rates are tremendously low. And uh, the real estate market is, is I mean, it's, it's booming, right? We, we, we said that New York would take five years to recover. We did. I thought, <laughs> I thought that myself. I, I, I know, was, Dottie. It, it's taken less it's than 12 months. It's coming back. <laughs> I know. It always comes back, but I never expect, I don't think anyone did. I don't think anyone did. Yep. So, well, we're, we're, we're happy for that. But while I'm on mortgages, uh, is it advisable? Could you tell our listeners what a mortgage rate lock is? And do you think that that's advisable for someone to do when they're applying for a mortgage now, Ace? Definitely. And, and look, Dottie, if you're refinancing your mortgage, a lot of banks are now um, offering a 90-day rate lock just because there's a lot of capacity and, and it's taking a little bit longer to close. But I would always recommend locking in your rate, right? If you're looking to do a purchase, um, you want to lock in that low rate now. You have 60 days to close. And usually if there's um, somewhat of, a, of an extension and things of that nature, the banks will offer an extension if it's, if, if, if it's coming from the bank side in terms of delays. Um, but right now in a seller's market, you want to lock in your rate. You want to, you want to, you want to more importantly, get pre-approved and get all of your documentation in line just because it's a competitive marketplace. So I would say if you're looking to buy, don't wait until you actually find your dream home. You know, speak um, with Citizens Bank, speak with a loan officer beforehand and just get yourself prepared. You know, we talk about this all the time on the show. And, um, you know, there's no better way than to just get a pre-approval, get your documentation in order, you know, look at your employ employment, do not change jobs um, literally right before you get a mortgage or during your mortgage. So these little nuances that will, sort of walk you through and and inform you will make a world of a difference when you know making that offer on your dream home right now and speaking on 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 that when we talk about making an offer and we're going to talk about that i just want to make sure that people realize when you make an offer on a house or i want buyers to know that obviously the price is important but the terms, and if you're a seller, remember something. Don't just look at the price, look at the terms of the mortgage. Uh, so, uh, you know, I wanna make sure that you do that and look at, the, look at that, that, that bit of information and make sure that you have, a, if you're not paying all cash, because that's why they say all cash rules. But if you have a pre-approval, 
and you have all the documents in place when you present the offer, make sure that your broker puts that in. And Actually, eight, Dottie. You know, so, happy meals. Tell everyone that. Yes, yeah, so Dottie, speaking of cash offers, right? Because it's such a competitive market, um, so many sellers um, will prefer cash offers. And for those of you that are listening to the show, you can actually take advantage of this. And so many people, thousands and millions of people are doing this, Dottie, where they're offering cash and then they're actually refinancing later. So what happens is the bank is allowing you to actually apply for a what we call technical refinance the same day that you actually make the offer so that you can actually go in if you can, you know, sum up the, the cash somehow with like your family and friends. The bank will allow you to refinance out and get your capital back. So sometimes folks don't know that they have that, that option. So you can actually offer a cash offer and then recoup your money back literally the day after you close. So you, you basically have nothing out of pocket, right? So just know that there's options out there as well. And, um, you know, it, I mean, knowing is half the battle, right? So there's, there's a lot of creative ways that you can actually make a difference in this competitive environment. You just, have, you just have to know, you know, what options are out there for you. Right. Um, you know, I, I think we're coming close to the 11th hour. I do think, I don't know if that call is still aligned. Uh, we're going to continue this subject after we talk to Lois, but on uh, making an offer because there's a lot of important things you have to know. Uh, but is there somebody uh, on the line? I didn't, I didn't see anybody, but somebody said there was somebody on the line. Um, so if you couldn't wait, I'm sorry, but you can always uh, email us and ask us the question and we'll try to get to them um, as quickly as possible. Okay, so when you're making an offer, remember if you're a seller, you have to look at the terms. And as you said, if you have that somebody's been that has improved, that, that means that they've gone through their credit check, the bank has gone through all their financials, the bank has agreed to lend them this amount of money. The only other thing that really uh, has to happen is that the bank sends in a bank appraiser to make sure that, you know, it's appraised at some, uh, you know, at, at a market price that, that's fair or that's normal. Um, so that's it. But the terms and you present the best thing first. When you make an offer, you present the best things first. All right. The best thing for your offer the best terms you present first. And then look at the homeowners. If the homeowners may have a need to get out early or late, you can help them. You'll also get approved by working with that homeowner on terms.